recording. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, I, this is the first time we got to meet in person, but you're such a pleasant person all the time. Every, time we, every single time I've talked to you um, and everybody that I know that has talked to you loves you. So um, thank you for coming on and glad to get to meet you finally. So, so you're producing a documentary, Dirty Coin. Yep. Tell us all about it. Why? For one, what is it about? And then we'll talk about the why. Okay. So it's a documentary about the energy revolution that's happening under the FUD of proof of work. Okay. So there's all this FUD, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt for the, for those yes. who <laughs> really don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, about mining, that it's bad, it's bad for the environment, it's terrible for the environment. Change the code. Greenpeace is like tweeting like a few times a day. They have some poor intern, you know, putting out stuff about changing the code and how terrible Bitcoin is. And... You know, that's not the case. So a few years ago, I've been a Bitcoiner for a little while now. And because my Cuban family was transferring Bitcoin mm. back and forth to Cuba and that alone was enough to orange pill me. I was like, wow, you know, this is incredible. And but when I found out about, oh, Bitcoin is bad for the environment, I looked into it super objectively, ready to be wrong, like ready to find out that my favorite sausage has red number three and aspartame and yeah. crack in it. You know, I'm like, no, don't tell me this. I love this sausage. Fuck. I'll still eat it, but I'll feel bad while I eat it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'll, I'll question what I'm doing, but it'll be delicious. Yeah. Exactly. Like every time I drink. Yeah. So, but then I, I looked into it and then I found what was actually going on. And then it just like when I found Bitcoin, I had to then learn about money and I had to learn about all that and money across borders yeah. and money that no government controls. I then now had to learn about energy and guess what? I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And so I started learning and I was like, this is really, really incredible what's occurring. And I was always talking to my friends about, oh yeah, I like Bitcoin, but it's kind of bad for the environment. Right. And I'm like, no, like it's, it's not. And, you know, we were just having a conversation outside that there have been some, some things that have occurred, you know, just like every tech, every industry, there's, there's always a blow up. This is brand new. So there's going to be some weird, can we swear? Yeah. yeah weird shit so. that's yeah. going to happen, right? But you need to, you can't judge a medicine for its side effects. You know, you got to really look at what's the greater good. And I feel like the greater good is worth pursuing proof of work. And we're seeing it. And really, it's a, we're not going to stop it. So yeah. we might as well understand what's going yeah, on. We, we should. That's actually a big part of this whole thing is the lack of understanding of the purpose of it. And there's actually a lot of different purposes, in my opinion, for proof of work. But um, the one in Texas that always gets talked about is like grid st stabilization and like renewable project build out and things like that. Um, and in addition to flare gas stuff. But uh, yeah, that's I think this whole and why your movie is going to be very important is an education process and helping people understand what proof of work actually is. I don't think most, I think even a lot of people in the space don't really understand what that means. Um, do you want to expand on that? And what does it mean to you? Is that a fair proof question? Of work yeah. specifically? Right. I think it's the, it's what makes Bitcoin special. It's what mm. makes it secure it's what makes it unhackable, mm -hmm. you know? And this is really important because when it comes to securing a monetary network that is completely not controlled by anybody, no state, no bank, no one entity. Truly decentralized. Truly decentralized. We hear that all the time. De this is DeFi and decentralized. It's like- Just Bitcoin. Just Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right. exactly. It's like truly decentralized. Anybody can start mining. Anybody can 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 take advantage of that. Like, what is it, a month ago, one miner with one machine won the block, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, that, that, that can like still happen. A little while ago, there was like two in like a three-day period where really? single blocks, not part of a pool, were won by- by individuals, which man, what a good day! Though. Yeah, that'd just be freaking cool. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Super cool. I would, depending on what the size of the lottery is, I would take that over over a lottery win, just because it's like it's also recorded forever. Yeah. So you know, that's my block. 
but that's me, you yeah, know, and it ain't disappearing. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so this process that maintains Bitcoin and keeps it safe and keeps it, a, a, you don't, I don't need to trust you. You don't need to trust me. We are just, you don't need to trust me. Like the three of us could be mining Bitcoin. We don't need to know each other's names. We just, we just do what we do. And we are tying Bitcoin to the laws of physics, which is, the only laws that we haven't broken yet. Yeah, you know, we yeah. can't break the laws of physics. So to be able to tie Bitcoin to the laws of physics is something that we just haven't seen before. And the thing about Bitcoin is that so much of it we haven't seen before. You know, the, the, the whole nature of the network, like we're so ingrained in the system that has been this fiat system that has been a part of our lives for so long that it's hard to understand sometimes. But yeah. For me, so so that's proof of work maintains the network. It keeps it secure. But what I see happening of, you know, methane being mitigated, um, grids being stabilized, using wasted electricity, financing microgrids in the global south. I mean, these things can't be ignored. And when we have people calling to change the code, when they don't first understand all of the implications and the ripple effects that that would take downstream, especially in the global South, especially in this new solution that we have for methane mitigation, understand all of this and then get back to me and tell me if right. you want to change the code. Yeah, because that's the other thing. So many of the people that are participating or spreading the FUD, like they're typically from you know, uh, an agenda side that is anti-energy use or, or things like that. And the reality is, is like a lot of what Bitcoin mining does in particular and specifically is you would think would be in line with what they want from their agenda. Right. right. And I'm talking about the people on the left and I'm not, I hate making it political. I, I hate it, but it's a reality like the Elizabeth Warrens and, and those type. Yeah. Um, you would think that they would, if they really would step back and look at it and look at the benefits that come from Bitcoin mining, flare mitigation. I mean, I, I honestly think Bitcoin mining can eliminate all flaring at some point. Now, I don't think we're at the point yet because there's not the monetary incentive to go put a Bitcoin mine on a flare gas site that is only going to flare for like three weeks. But eventually there will be when I think service companies mm -hmm. step in and midstream yeah. companies. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah, and I'll, I can explain I more of that, that to one, you later. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> but I, I, that's where I think virtually all flaring could get eliminated. Um, but even all routine flaring now, Bitcoin is Bitcoin mining is literally the answer for that, no doubt. And in, in fact, I just mm -hmm. got back from the Middle East not very long ago, um, and some of the companies that we were talking to, they didn't get it at all until we went and showed them, went out to their facilities or some of their well sites, and you see these massive flares, and it's like we can take all of that all of it and they're like what are you gonna do with it and i'm like we'll show you and we walk them through it and they're like it was they act like they've never heard of this at all and it's okay great they don't care necessarily about bitcoin but it's like this is something that this industry can do for it now we got to get incentivized otherwise there's no reason to do it so therefore you need bitcoin yes. and so it's like there are so many things and applications that you can use it for that would benefit the left's agenda, but they tend to just overlook that and continue to attack it. The expansion of renewable projects that can then go to the grid. It's like, these are all wonderful things. So is that a lot of what your your documentary is going to kind of focus on? It is. It yeah. is. And I went to Paraguay and I met some people. They were like, I don't really care about Bitcoin, but... This new substation right here, this new 100 megawatt substation right here was financed by a Bitcoin miner. They're only taking, don't quote me on the number, but I think it's like 20 or 30 megawatts mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. So it creates a new node of energy in a place that mm. didn't have it before. And in Paraguay, that electricity is coming from the Itaipu Dam, which is 100% renewable. This is, this is green energy. Right. And the problem is that transmission lines are really expensive. And in a landlocked country like Paraguay that doesn't have access to, you know, fiber uh, cables for high-speed internet, data centers don't want to go there. Factories don't want to go there because if you produce something in that country, you have to cross it through another country's, you know, uh, borders. And, you know, that's complicated stuff. So these landlocked countries don't really have a lot of options. And Bitcoin miners are coming in 
and they're paying for these new nodes of electricity in their country that other people can take advantage of. Hospitals can take advantage of. Uh, universities, schools, houses. I mean, this is a big deal. And same thing. They could care about Bitcoin. Like, they right. don't know about yeah. it yet. Right. But they know that they now have this new node of electricity that they can hook up their 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 future plans for their country to. And, you know, Bitcoin mining, it has been, you know, people talk about it in the news and it's just a lot of fun. And in a way, that's cool. I'm making a movie about it. You know, we're talking about it. But the reality is kind of boring. People don't talk about data centers. Yeah, it, it is kind right? of boring. I it's mean, boring. Be, if we're being honest. But that's what's weird, too, is like it's boring, but it's like the most fun industry I've I, ever worked is. in, too. It totally you know? is. So. Can you imagine if we fun. all just got together and we're just talking about just cloud hosting things? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, guess what? You know, yeah. like, you're not going to believe this. Uh, no one does that. You know what I mean? No. no one will ever do that. No, and I worked in the cloud industry for a long time, and we still didn't really talk about it. We would talk about what was happening in the data center, like no. AI and ML. And that's the thing. Bitcoin mining is paving the way for other specific use uses of computers. ASICs don't just exist for Bitcoin mining. ASICs can do other things. It's just uh, it's just a machine that does one thing, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, please. No, yeah, right. So there are other uses for big data that you need to compute a lot of information, and that requires a lot of electricity. In fact, it also requires a bunch of additional energy, you know, Bitcoin miners will open the doors and then it's cool and it's fine. But a data center, it needs to be locked in. There's a lot of different layers to it. And as we move, have you guys been playing with ChatGPT? Uh, he does. All I'm the time. addicted. It's all I do. I, I want to badly. So where do you think ChatGPT exists? It's in a data center somewhere. It's it's everywhere. It, it's in my soul. <laughs> it's it's in my it's literally it's in my heart now. I'm, I'm addicted at this point. No, I seriously over the weekend um, had a lot of stuff. I was just like, I've got to work the whole weekend. I did six months worth of work in three days with ChatGPT. It's incredible. Good for you. Yeah, like it's a multiplier. And, oh, it's and, and nuts. It's a, it's a genie that's not going for, to be on the content creation side. Definitely. Yes. Like I started writing a script for, well, I, we, me and Chad GPT started <laughs> writing a script for a docu-series that I've been wanting to do. Amazing. And so I was feeding it all of the, it was massive amounts of information that I was trying to feed it. And so, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a longer project, but like you can cover so much, so much ground. 100%. Um, yeah. So if you guys are listening and like you've not played with Chad GPT, like for one, go play the free version, but the paid version you get the pro is just so absolutely next level. Uh, you will get completely left in the dust by your peers if you are not embracing ChatGPT. I completely agree. And yeah. things like ChatGPT are going to exist and currently exist in a data center somewhere. And yep. Bitcoin mining is a data center. Yep. So what we are doing is we're actually, or we, I'm not a big miner or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's not me. But what the industry is doing is they're basically paving the way. They're showing how this can be done. They're working with Starlink. They're they're in the middle of nowhere. They're location agnostic because you're going to be using your chat GPT anywhere. You don't need to be, you don't need to have that be on-prem. You don't need that to be like, well, you do want it to be near line or like close to you, which is where data centers and, and Bitcoin mining start, start, you know, mm -hmm. parting ways in that regard because a data center you want to be able to like look something up on Google and have it be in on your hands mm -hmm. like instantly. Or you want to ask Siri a question and you want it to be instant. You want to tell chat, chat GPT something and you want it to be quick. Though when it comes to mining, you can actually take some of that latency where you can't have with other parts of mm -hmm. the internet. And the other thing about mining is that it doesn't need to be up 24-7. So, you know, we can continue on and on. But my point in bringing chat GPT up is that the digital world is going to have a physical world footprint. Whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Google, whether it's Pornhub, whether it's Twitter. I saw it's your LinkedIn post, but I was like, she's exactly right. That's most of the world's web traffic right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I saw like, I did see the post. It, yeah. It's like you go after Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining, but like, yeah, you got, like it's cool, Pornhub's cool, like all that. I mean, I'm whatever, you know. No I'm, judgment. I'm not it's judging just, nobody, but I'm like, why that. is that not addressed? And the energy used for, for that, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. You know, like a crack. Just, real quick, I, I like your tangent here. Not gonna want to talk I about love tangent. I, I, I woke up. I want to turn my phone up. 
you know, but like the intro, all the porn hub, the, the do, 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 yeah. do, do. I've seen so many videos on like TikTok of like somebody, like a band will like play that on stage and the whole place will erupt. Right. <laughs> Everybody's watching porn. Come I, that's on. What I'm saying. Know, that's Can what I'm you imagine like, the <laughs> amount of energy that yeah. thing is freaking using? For I'm, your 4K porn. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of, man. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of power. Wrong industry. <laughs> I know. Man. Yeah, we we can go. We we got energy. We know how to find it. We're in the wrong industry. Well, we get, <laughs> you're kind of in the right one because it's still the data center one, yeah. and you're paving the way, and then you're gonna know what to do, and and that's going to only continue to grow. You know, as you know, there's still so much of the world that's not connected to the internet. There's still so much of the world that doesn't have power, and Bitcoin mining can can provide that power for people, and can provide a, a, a digital currency that anybody in the world can use. That's incredible. I mean, we have difference of like if if you're doing a job in California, you might get paid, I don't know, 120 grand. And if you go to Texas, you might get paid 80 grand. But it's still dollars. Mm -hmm. It's still something that you can exchange mm -hmm. for dollars. What if you start getting paid a the DCA franc or it's not DCA, it's DFA or the, the franc that they mm -hmm. use in uh, some uh. of the um, older French colonies, former French colonies in Africa? If they wanted to transact with us, they would need to already they're getting paid way less because of the conversion of what what that currency is worth. And then if they wanted to convert that to dollars, they lose a percentage of that in the conversion. Mm -hmm. So to be able to give people access to a currency that anybody in the world can accept is incredible. So Bitcoin is giving access to a digital economy and it's giving access to electricity. So what we're doing is we're actually lifting or and by and by, again by we i use the universal we of the industry oh, yeah. is we are lifting communities out of darkness we are bringing them we are mm -hmm. we are having them jump leapfrog straight into where the rest of the world is and that's incredible and i can't wait to see all of the new einsteins all of the new elvises all of the new people that are going to have the opportunity to exchange their value with the world and the world can exchange a, a, a fair value back. It's incredible. I'm super it's, it's almost like you're you're bringing people kind of online. You know, yeah. if you think about it, wait, like you, you got to start with kind of the base layer of modern societies. We're going to be electricity and giving them that. But then what follows shortly after that? Now it's going to be the internet. Now it's going to be the opportunity. It's going to be everything else is going to just grow and evolve rapidly in these various countries. I'm curious because you, you, you talked about a couple of different places while filming, like where all have you gone? And then I kind of want to dive into like, what has been the most surprising thing to you? Like, what have you, like, what have you learned throughout this process? The most surprising thing for me is that people, certain people don't care about Bitcoin in certain places, yeah. but they care about the electricity that Bitcoin provides. Like I said, before. Yeah. Right. like that was, that was a part that for me, I was like, here I was trying to look at this Bitcoin story, and then here there's this parallel story of people just seeing their grid infrastructure being improved, mm -hmm. or people not seeing brownouts or blackouts, or you know, there's this this effect that the world is seeing, whether or not they know about Bitcoin, and that was something that really blew my mind. So it's kind of like it's like this Bitcoin story, but there's like this underpinning of like prosperity, yes, right? That exactly. kind of just naturally kind of comes along with energy, which. Uh, I've talked about for years, you know, we in, in the United States kind of live in our little glass castle. And I think that we are uh, super spoiled. And uh, unfortunately, most Americans haven't really ventured too far, uh, you know, from where they are, are from. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, whether it's they just don't have the means to or maybe they just don't want to. But, you know, I was very fortunate at a young age to go to some really, really terrible parts of Mexico. Like when I was like 12, uh, I did it with some church stuff. And then at 14 again, and just seeing like the slums of the slums of Mexico. And then at that age, you come back and you're like, dude, I've got it. I've got it I've got made. I've got it really good. It gave me a very unique perspective from a very early age. And it made me appreciate just having all the things that we have in kind of like a first world country. And it's like that almost should be like. And you, well, you have the internet. You can you can look at and consume whatever you want. But like to go and be immersed in something and to look and feel and to see kids at your feet who don't have running water and don't have electricity, like it's a totally different uh, it's, feeling. Yeah. You know, and and takeaway. It's like that should be almost like required. Like you have to go 
and visit some 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 parts of the world where they're not as fortunate as us. Yeah, there there was, and I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like I always say the thing that um, I end up having people tell me I'm not patriotic about, and it's like I am, but we're ignorant if we don't think we are probably the most naive population on the planet right now. One of them, um, and. Uh, it was another comment. I actually think it might have been on one of your posts. Is it one of yours or one of mine on LinkedIn? Somebody was basically just trying to shit on Bitcoin. And it was the whole concept of like, look, like you brought up people getting paid in some other country and then, you know, trying to be able to transact or send money to somewhere else. Or remittances, that's a big issue there. Um, and they're like, well, they could always just go to exchange it for whatever that currency is. And it's like, yeah, dude, do you understand? Like that is not even an option for most people in the world. Like, is there some place in their country where they could do that? Sure. Is that even a viable opportunity at all for them? Absolutely not. There's it's also not. there's also another thing. We, you know, we talk about you've know, got Bitcoin, and then there's you talk about fiat. But what a lot of people seem to miss the point on is that there's a lot of countries that do not have a strong centralized fiat currency. Right. There's places in Africa where they don't have anything, um, and so uh, so the, the the main currency there is calling cards. That's that's what's currency to them, right? So they're calling back to to family and all different parts of the world where they're going out and they're trying to send money back to the family there and in kind of parts of Africa. And that's just one example, yeah. you know. So like, it's very easy to be like, oh, like fiat's the problem. It's like, well, sometimes the problem is that there is nothing. There's absolutely nothing, and so you can kind of jump two steps by putting something in like Bitcoin. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so on, on the documentary, <clears throat> you guys, I mean, I know your background is pretty extensive media stuff, right? So were you concerned at all about making a documentary on like Bitcoin, a pro Bitcoin mining documentary with some of your likely uh, friends or colleagues that probably do not appreciate it the way you do or understand it the way you do and probably have a different viewpoint that's more in line with kind of the ones we were just talking about earlier. Were you concerned at all about that and how the I was. Yeah. I was. Um and just who wants to distribute a documentary that's pro the thing that mm. whoever tells them what to spend money on doesn't want them to see. Right. Uh, I feel tides are changing there. I feel like there are certain bigger players that are now um finding the right way to invest in Bitcoin and to be a part of the Bitcoin economy and to mine Bitcoin. And I think the narrative is actually going to change. And I was actually talking to Dennis Porter about mm. that today. And I'm like, well, we stuck our neck out for proof of work before it was cool. Okay? <laughs> 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 because like, let's make sure that everybody yeah. knows this. Yeah. Because when we started talking about it, it was definitely taboo. But the way that I see it is, you just don't have all the information. Like mm -hmm. I I was living in Silicon Valley for 13 years and those, you know, woke left people were my friends. And very often it was just that they just didn't have all of the information and about about stuff, you know? And once but they're critical thinkers. They're they're smart people. It's just that their NPR tells them one thing and then right. they repeat it, you know? Where if you were to give them the right information, they I, I, I care for them and I care for the planet. And I believe that if we're going to have a discussion about Bitcoin, let everybody be at least on the same page about the facts. Let's everybody know the facts. I don't need to convince anybody to love Bitcoin or love Bitcoin mining, but I do want them to understand what is going on because I have seen with my own eyes new substations being built out in Paraguay. I'm going to be going to Malawi to see the microgrids that are being financed by Bitcoin mining. And how is that? Like people ask me, how is that? Well, you need an anchor tenant. You need somebody that's going to pay the bills, the overhead of keeping literally the lights on. And Bitcoin mining can do that. And they're using hydroelectric power. So they're using hydroelectric power. So what's the problem? So what's the fucking problem? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then I feel like if you understand these things and you're still anti it, then there's nothing I can do. Right. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, right? But you can't. And I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody do anything. But at least see the water and understand the other people that are drinking from the water of the lake that you want to drain. I think it's – it's and so I was in this little – 
mini documentary with Calpin. I, I, I saw to, that. Yeah, you did and, a great job, by the way. Well, thank you. But I cut out a ton of stuff that I, it, that I wanted to talk about, which yeah. I was trying to use it as a time to talk about this very thing of like intellectual honesty and the whole energy consumption conversation because there's none. Like people get tied to their position and they don't want to talk to anybody. Well, the gas industry does it too, where it's like, you know, I hate renewables, hate this, hate that. I'm an energy maximalist, so I'm a believer that, look, I'm all for renewables growing and and becoming more reliable. I'm not going to pretend that there aren't issues with it. There are already, or there are still, but um, I'm all for, you know, whatever form of energy, as long as it continues to improve and becomes more reliable, then it's good for us. And it's good to have a diverse kind of grid, diverse, uh, from a national security point, it's great to have a a diverse energy source. So, um, and I think we can see that what's going on in Europe right now and with Ukraine and Russia, it's, it's undeniable. So, but I wanted to have that conversation with them. And that's literally what I talked about almost the entire time was like, look, intellectual honesty, you guys look at these things, look at the flare gas, look at what we're doing for grid stabilization, look what we're doing for renewable projects and like be intellectually honest with yourself. You can't really argue it. I don't like, I don't see an argument against it that, holds water and they cut all of it out all of it they didn't they didn't hardly touch on any of it and so it did frustrate me but at the end of it they did acknowledge they called us a sucker fish right and they said that sucker fishes are necessary sucker fish are necessary to keep the oceans clean and to help it continue to thrive and things like mm-hmm. that so it was like Look, at least that feels I got, a little backhanded in a way. Well, yeah, I know, <laughs> but it I don't least, called a sucker fish. I least. like how you dress in the whatever you <laughs> right, want. Right, right, yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, okay, it's really cute you. for you, uh. yeah. But like, it, at least it was like a tacit acknowledgement of like proof of work, and they don't. I don't think they realized that's what they were endorsing, but that is what they were actually tacitly endorsing mm. was proof of work, and because that's what it is, is that yeah. you have to have that, otherwise. POS does not do anything for that situation, for grid stabilization, re- renewable project development, uh, flare stake, mitigation. The stake doesn't right. do anything for that right. either. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and I'll, I'll say a story about proof of stake. I know that this is Bitcoin only, but when I was in Argentina, I interviewed a woman that was an Ethereum miner. This was right before the merge. Like mm-hmm. I interviewed her on Tuesday and the merge was happening on Friday. And in Argentina, you can't um exchanged more than $200 a month. Right. Already the conversion rate is extreme. So $200 is is a lot of a human effort to in, in mm. their pesos to $2. But let's say that you have it. So even if you're rich, you are tied to $200 a month that you can exchange legally. You can do illegal things, but you don't know if you're getting a real dollar, etc. So she was mining Ethereum so that she can immediately turn it into I don't know, it was USDC or USDT, a stable coin, mm-hmm. because that was her way of getting around the, her limitation. This is a woman, this is a single mother, she has two kids, and this was her way to be able to provide for her kids and to be able to have something so that they can, if they wanted to give them a future, because Argentina's fiat future is tanking. Yeah, constantly. It's incredible. I mean, I, I had never been in a place where hyperinflation is going on, where I, I arrive and by the time I leave a week later, it was already going up. I was seeing people in like minks because it was cold, buying silver, like weighing, like just buying silver at the market, really? anything, just just weighing it. Like this is a candelabra, this is a fork. I bought my husband a, a an ashtray because I was like, cool, everybody's buying silver. No I'm going to buy silver wow. too. Yeah. And it was I like to see people like that just – just give me something that locks mm. my money in before it keeps tanking. See, that's the man. I, I, you're telling that story in the documentary, right? <sighs> it's just that I only have so much in the documentary. Ugh. I know. I, I love know. those stories. I I hate those <laughs> stories because they're terrible, right? It's a yeah. bad situation, but it's like that is that's such like everybody should understand that. Yes. And it's not just Argentina. It's nope. Turkey. I mean, there's places all around the world. Basically, all of Africa is dealing with it, too. It's, it's most like, of the world. Yes. We don't see yeah. that because we're in the dollar. Europe yeah. doesn't see that because yeah. they're, the, they're in the euro. But most of the world is going mm-hmm. through that. So when people were, like, celebrating that proof of work or Ethereum was moving mm-hmm. from proof of work to proof of stake, I was thinking of my new friend in Argentina that is no longer going to be able to make print her own money the same privilege 
that our governments and our banks have. Wow. We have access to to make our own money, to put work in, to help a, a secure a network. And now, with proof of stake, that's gone for her. So, I mean, oh, oh, but it's less than 99.9% less energy. It's like, but what about the 99.9% of people that were yeah. using that to pay for their food? Right. Motherfucker, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, like that's how I feel inside because it's like, you are, it's so easy for you to say that yeah. while you have your AC running and your yeah. iPad charging and your computer going that you never turn off. Yeah, from your mom's basement. It's like you're missing the entire point. <laughs> exactly. It's like the, you can't counterfeit energy. Like that's no. the yeah. entire point. And let's go back to like what this is. This is like, you know, it's all fucking cryptographic. You want to make sure you can't hack this shit, you know? And what's the one thing that's unhackable? Energy. You know, let's so think about the capital and the work and all the shit that goes into it to make all this stuff possible. It's by design, people. It's by design. Yeah. So is it safe to say, the, I mean, the goal obviously is to, you know, try to like change, you know, the hearts and minds, a lot of kind of what we're trying to do here as well. What, how, how would you define like success for, for Dirty Coin in your mind? Hmm. So success for me would be that it, it, it does go mainstream. We yeah. get picked up by a big distribution platform that puts it out there and and really gets it in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, I don't want to get too cocky, right? Because <laughs> you never want to get too cocky about stuff. But because- It's kind of fun sometimes. It is kind of fun. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I have seen is I do think that the the narrative is going to change. And I believe that Dirty Coin is going to be one of those things, not because we let it, but because we just happen to be publishing at the right time. Right time. Yeah, I just don't know how much I can say publicly, but I I do believe that the narrative is going to change. And I think that that's a good thing. I think you're right. And I think I, I do feel like some of it is changing already. And I think there's a variety of factors about that. I think an economic slowdown helps that um, narrative kind of go away because like the whole ESG movement has really been a byproduct of cheap money and free money and stimulus money and 0% interest rates. Um, and so there was just a lot more capital out there. And um, I think once you get into a slowdown, like I think we're starting to have and we're going to have, um, the whole concept of like free, cheap money, uh, it's not there anymore. And so now we got to have real returns. And energy is becoming such a big part of the everyday person's like everyday spin that it's going to start impacting them seriously. And so it's like, look, we, we need cheap energy. How is that going to happen? Well, Bitcoin mining, regardless of the people that don't understand that yet is a huge part of that becoming a reality for people around, around the world, but even here in our own country. And so, you know, we get, I I had to re up my um, electric, like, you know, contract or whatever for my house. And from when I had it two years prior to when I had to re-up, it went up like, it was like a 70% increase. Wow. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and I do okay. So it's like, but that still hurt. If I'm someone who, you know, I'm I'm spending 70%, 40 to 70% of my, my monthly income on energy bills, that start, that's painful. But very, that's a, very that's painful. a tax on your life. Right. Because right. you have to use energy, right? You yeah, you have don't have a choice. To, especially if you have to work from home mm-hmm. or if your kids need to study from home, they have to be connected. I mean, just imagine when your phone runs out of battery. Like when my phone is running out of battery, I start, like, start freaking stressing out. out. Yeah. So I'm like, how am I going to get my Uber? How am I like, yeah. where am I? Especially well, if, if you I'm have, like traveling. your cards on your phone, it's like, how do I pay? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. it's like my whole life is here. Exactly. So we need electricity. Electricity is now something that is so a part of our lives. It's like food. It's like water. I mean, it's it's so important. And we are at the, the tip of the spear in terms of the use of electricity. But we want to bring everybody up to that standard. And I know people that, you know, go off and live in the mountain because they're like, screw this. Yeah, and I right. don't blame them. And they just go off. Yeah. It's tempting. It is tempting. We've talked about that the whole time too. Like, man, I'm ready to disappear. Yeah, Yeah. but like, I'll have like no, no, uh, no, no screen day. I'll I'll tell my kids it's like a '90s day, Mm. and we all need to put our leave our phones at home. I need to remember how to get to the place, and there's like no maps and stuff. It's like our '90s day, but I and and sometimes those are the best days. Nobody's looking at their phone. Everybody's just 
looking at each other and talking to each other. And that's awesome. But I can go back home and then pick up the phone again. I have that choice. Mm. So I want everybody to have that choice. I'm not saying that we live better than a village in Africa that does not have electricity. Right. Because maybe they do have the freaking secret of life and well, they live great. I see that all the time, too. It's yeah. like, we might be the ones that are screwed up. Maybe. My brother lives in an Airstream that's painted like a pickle. It's called the Cosmic Pickle, right? Oh, I got that. And it is super dope. He drives it. It's really like Rick Rubin. If you ever seen Rick Rubin, just bearded, long hair. Yeah, that's like him. version of And he lives in a pickle. And he lives in a pickle. <laughs> and he drives it behind his F three fifty that is pink that he painted a dragon on one side and a jaguar on the other. Your it's brother got, sounds awesome. Oh, he's awesome. He's great. And he that's you know that's his life. And all the time, I got so many people, even people in our own family, like. Your brother, I can't believe it. He can't be doing this. I'm like, guys, he's happier than all of us. Okay, he's got it figured out. I, I'm jealous of him. I, I wish I could go live the lifestyle he lives. And so I'm like, we we judge everybody based on what, how we, you know, live our lives, and that there's there's no way that they can be as happy or whatever. But it's like, well, we've all been sold this this uh, this American dream, right? Which I think. I've, I've given so much thought to this. I mean, and I you think sound that, super anti-patriotic. Or- I'm super into it. <laughs> the, 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 you've been like you, you've been like sold this kind of like dream, right? Of like you know the house and the white picket fence and the cars and like the kids that are going to school and the great jobs and all this kind of stuff. And the sad reality is that's the reality for uh, a very small, like less mm. than one percent of of America, right? And so, what does that do? You see it in movies, you know, people are living this life. You see it in TV shows. You see it on social media and the fake stuff. And so, you know, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And so you're constantly comparing yourself to this ideal that we've been sold, right, that most of us are never going to attain or most people are never going to attain. And so it's constantly this glass half empty. I'm going to get my tip right? hat on. Yeah, yeah. So then the anxiety and the depression and then constantly just kind of like spot, like you wonder why – Everybody's so damn depressed. I think it's propaganda, man. You know, I think they're brainwashing <laughs> us. It's all the economic ploy. It's it's like you need this, you need this. Your life's not good till you have this. And I'm yeah. like, oh no. I don't Well, that's why everything is nuanced. Everything right. is nuanced. Right. But at the end of the day, if your brother gets in an accident, he could be airlifted and taken to a hospital, or he can just right. drive himself to a hospital that does have a ton of electricity, that does have the machine. He has that the he options, needs. right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a choice he gets to make. Yes. Instead of a forced way of life because you don't have another option exactly Completely. so i you know i'm not saying that we're living the best right. life but i'm saying that we definitely have many more choices mm-hmm. and i believe that it's not fair for us to deprive other people of those choices and frankly it's inhuman at this point because humans today are playing with ai you know are doing six months worth of work in three days yeah that's awesome. That is an amazing multiplier. And ChatGPT, by the way, the not, the not, the not, there's a free version. So everybody <laughs> has access to this. You just need to have access to electricity and the internet. Super simple stuff for us, but not for a lot of people in the world. So I hope that the documentary helps get people to under- be a little bit more pro energy and understand what that means mm-hmm. and understand how the FUD is preventing a lot of different people, countries, cities, of advancing, like it's, it's preventing them from moving forward. And if we can at least understand it and have a critical thought conversation, have a regular conversation about it, we don't all need to agree. In fact, I, I like it when we disagree and we see things differently and we bring on, like, I hate echo chambers. And when we all start, even Bitcoiners, when we all start sounding the same, I'm like, I don't know. We're all kind yeah. of sounding the same now. I don't like this. <laughs> no, I don't want to agree with you. <laughs> that does happen quite a bit. It does. Yes. <laughs> like we're all, we have, it is a big old echo chamber, but yeah. But it's, it's really about introducing, do, you, do your own research, you know, finding mm. out your own information about stuff. And hopefully I can, I can put enough information out there that people are going to be like, oh, well, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Oh, it's bad for the environment. Hmm. I don't know. Like you should check out this documentary and, you know, and then let's talk. And hopefully that will change some hearts and minds. And if not, they'll at least have a little bit more information. Mm -hmm. Maybe they still hate uh, Bitcoin, but they're like, that's cool that we can use methane and, you know, or we can finance microgrids with if we, oh, our, our, our technology also doesn't need high power internet. If they can use what Bitcoin miners have paved the way and trailblazed and use it for their tech awesome then yeah. that would be a win 
mm-hmm. I think it's a big thing for innovation and like ingenuity. It, it definitely breeds a lot of like new things that come from it. Even on not just like on the digital side, but even on like the physical side. A lot of a lot of folks are doing a lot of stuff with like heat recapture and greenhouses and things like that. So there's a, so many applications that it, it fits for digitally and physically, every, every way you really could think of. So That's going to be another place I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Is Finland it? next month. Nice. I'm going to go to Finland and Amsterdam. And Finland, the Nordblock guys, they are repurposing the heat of the miners. They're uh, immersion cooled and they're using the pipes to heat commercial and residential spaces. Um, and they're going to be doing it at, at a utility level as well, where they're going to be working with – Finland has like a central heating system. And right now they burn wood chips in order to provide that. And so they're going to run a pilot program where they're going to be running miners. And that they're is be awesome. Doing that. Interesting. Do you need yeah. um, like a lawyer to travel with you to all these <laughs> awesome places, Paraguay and Norway? And all. Golly, that's, I want to make a movie. This, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm not taking away. I understand. Can we do There's Jake and Justin go to White Castle? Jake and Justin yeah. go to White Castle. And I want to watch that. Yeah, I want to invite Cal. I want to invite Cal. He can yeah. just come along. Yeah. Well, I invite you guys are producing incredibly great content. I'm very honored well, to thank be here. You. I'm normally behind the camera, so this is definitely a change. And I believe that you guys should continue the story. And the way that I see the, the our documentary is we're just going to – like. It's called Dirty Coin. This is not for Bitcoiners. Mm. This is for people that are still just kind of like, what's going on with the controversy there? And hopefully they watch the one documentary and then they continue to do research. They buy a book. They start listening to mm-hmm. podcasts because you, you somebody said that it takes around 100 hours to understand Bitcoin. <laughs> And I, really? I believe them. Yeah, yeah. Somebody last week was like, it takes about 100 hours. I don't know how they did the study or anything <laughs> like that. But I believe them in the sense that it's not going to be in an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. It, that's going to be enough to pique their interest and then continue digging down. And I hope that they can find podcasts like this and shows like this and, you know, find Dennis mm-hmm. Porter with the Satoshi Action yeah. Fund online. And rocking your see, stuff. Yeah, I see what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And, and then they can continue to educate themselves and then, you know, find what's good for them. I, kn- I know Bitcoiners that are developers. I know Bitcoiners that are on the energy side. I know Bitcoiners that are on the humanitarian side. Like you pick your lane mm-hmm. and you, you don't even need to pick your lane necessarily. But I do, I do, I will implore the Bitcoiners that are watching this to, to do something in Bitcoin, because yeah. if you are going to be buying Bitcoin to maybe one, because you believe in Bitcoin, what could you do for Bitcoin? What could you write? Even if you use chat GPT, mm-hmm. give it a few prompts and, you know, hey, you what could written you real quick. do? <laughs> exactly. Like, what can you do for Bitcoin? Because we need to be able to drown out the noise. And when you look at some of these FUD accounts against Bitcoin, they got nothing. They got nothing. So yeah. we just need to then put out way more factual, factual. There's no need to lie. We can keep it in facts and still be right, mm-hmm. or at least still be offering value to the people that are watching. Um, so, yeah, so that is what I would implore. Um, I don't know if we're ending, but I feel like we're kind of wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's a natural ending. Um, so I would I, that would be something that I would end on is, you know, find your way. I, as a filmmaker, I, you know, I worked for Google Cloud, so I was in data centers, you know, immersed in the whole thing. And I'm like, when I first saw a Bitcoin mine, I'm like, wait. That's yeah, just, that I've just seen that like before. A, I've yeah. seen that. I know you're, what that you're is. You're spot on. Like communities don't build themselves, and so like there's um, not trying to like pat ourselves on the back or anything. But like, let's look at somebody like Parker Lewis, right? And and the guys who and there's a couple other guys who've been involved with like the Houston Bitcoin meetup, right? And they have been very very instrumental in bringing together you know the energy industry and the Bitcoin miners, and have been doing it for years now. And you're seeing a lot of other meetups pop up. You're seeing Dennis and other people with the Satoshi Action Fund. Like a lot of people are like, it's crazy. I think a lot of for a lot of people in the space, it kind of it's like a side project, and then they end up working in Bitcoin, and then it kind of becomes like a bigger part of their life. But like, there's so much that all of us can. It sounds almost like a religion or a cult, and I mean, it kind of is a little bit. But like, like I think for the greater good, like it's something that all of us should be, yeah, working towards. And I, I can't ever see myself just being like. Can you, can you guys just imagine leaving the space now and just being no, like, oh, I'm not, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in the Bitcoin space anymore. I'm no, I, anymore. I honestly, no. I, in, I don't know anybody. I, we, I think we said this on one of the other shows too. I don't know anybody who's got into it who leaves. 
You know what I mean? Or changes their mind about it. Yeah. I literally don't know anyone. Uh oh, that's going to scare some people off. But you can totally leave. We're yeah, not going to yeah, keep yeah, you. Yeah, you can leave. You can leave. <laughs> you can leave. I'm going to fucking kill you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I totally, because imagine being able to find something. Like, let's say you're like a very sick person and you yeah. find a diet and an exercise regime that helps you. And you see the people around you, like CrossFit people, right? CrossFit <laughs> people get really yeah. intense about it. But they are suddenly, like I did CrossFit and I was, I could pick up my son better. I could like do things around mm. the house with the gear and like everything is, you know, obviously tons of gear and yeah. Pelican cases all Heavy. the time, right? So, you know, you wanna share things with people and I've had several conversations with toxic maxis and yeah. they're like, you know, think of a, like a religious sell it. If, yeah. if you're talking to a religious sell it and they don't try to get you into their religion, do they even like you? Yeah, right. Like they're trying to save your soul. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, well, I guess am I not you're, good enough for yeah, your craziness? I, why don't yeah. you want to save my soul? Right. Like you have this amazing tech and you're not sharing it with me. I feel like with Bitcoin, it's like that. I mean, we have the dollar, so it's not super necessary. But when yeah. you go to other places, it's it's just really hard. And even even with the dollar, by the way, it is still freaking necessary. But there are other places where the meter is yeah, right. way more in red. And to not tell them about that, I mean, it's just it's just like keeping a secret that why keep it? There's no yeah. need to keep it. I don't well, want to. Well, honestly, keep it. it's a weird one where we actually all benefit the more people get into it. So it's like we should be kind of spreading the gospel and sharing the news, the good news, as the Satoshi good news, or what What do you always say? The good spreading news. Spreading the gospel of Satoshi, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like to spread that. I, you're so right. Like, like, number one rule of CrossFit is to like tell everybody that you know about CrossFit or like it doesn't happen. It's the same thing with Bitcoin, same thing with pickleball. You know, that's, yeah. why, we, that's why we have a court out here. You know, so if you haven't been baptized yet, I'll baptize you. I'll smash your face. I love pickleball. <laughs> We're gonna have to play. You're just talking a lot of smack on there. I gotta, I gotta get out of there. I'm old, but I, I, I got a little bit. Oh little man, bit I've tank. had some old people like oh, whip my oh, ass. Oh yeah, old football. people yeah, are they, actually usually pretty good because they've been playing since like 1965. Yeah. So. Yeah. and they don't run fat, fast enough to fall into the kitchen. Yeah, you know, just yeah. some of them look bored. They're just like, and they're like just so good. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and How I've can we mix guys. Bitcoin and pickleball? Tournament, man. It's just like oil and gas. We get, you know, we need we need to do paintball or airsoft and Bitcoin. We need to do like pickleball and Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we just we just put some tournaments together. Yeah, I'm in. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's a good spot. All right, Alana, thank you for coming, man. Thank this you. has been Thank this has been uh, uh, this has been so great to finally meet you in person. Like we've, yeah. we've, we've chatted online and, and had phone calls and stuff. And so I'm so excited that you're able to make it down for Empower. I'm so excited that you're going to get to film at Empower. I know. Thank do you, know, guys. Do you know These guys are letting me film at Empower. Do you know who you're shooting with? Uh, I'm going to shoot Margot Pies. Um, uh, probably Griffin. Okay. Um, uh, Elliot from Sustainable Bitcoin okay. Protocol. Yep. Ellie, which is I don't want to say on a podcast. She's not very well known, but she's one of the most brilliant women I've ever Who met in Bitcoin. Ellie. I, don't I forget know. her last name. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Ellie. <laughs> um, but I've I met her one time at a Bitcoin Commons in Austin, and she had her kids there with her. And I was, you know, we had our food, and I was like, I'm gonna go sit with the other mom, you know, because I didn't have my kids, <laughs> yeah. and I and I was like, I love that she just brought her kids to the Bitcoin meetup. And they were wearing like Satoshi shirts yeah. and stuff. And she just understands it so well. Mm. So I'm going to be asking her when you, when you're producing a documentary, you're looking at different like characters and yeah. what they can add to the piece. And she can describe proof of work so simply and so well, because she has described it to her children many times and they can describe it to you better than most Bitcoiners awesome. can. Yeah. So I'm going to be interviewing her and talking about that. So I'm still lining up interviews. Actually. What about Gideon Powell? Gideon, I haven't spoken with him yet. You should talk to Gideon. I would love to yeah. speak with yeah. Gideon. Anybody else that you want to, or, or 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 if you have a you have a, you have a character or persona that you're looking to fill, and you want to describe them to me, yeah, there's going to be a billion people there, and we'll we'll find yeah. somebody. So I'm really excited. I mean, yeah. I hadn't made that connection of Bitcoin and energy. Of course, it makes sense. Proof of work, mm -hmm. energy, all that stuff, and that and. That's the whole point of the documentary. I didn't know there were these communities like what you guys have. Obviously, Texas understands how to monetize energy mm. and how to be free. So I feel like this is such the right place for for 
this revolution to be happening and for guys like you, such cool dudes, to be at the forefront of just talking about it and being just spreading the gospel of Satoshi. <laughs> it's fun. This is I'm, I'm having cool a, dudes. I'm having a blast. Like it's really, you know, I've been creating content since on podcast for six years now. And um, you know, sometimes it's 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 work, you know, and it's kind of just putting one one foot in front of the other. And so when we're gonna launch this, Justin's like, "Hey, do you want to join me for a few episodes? We learn the ropes." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, why not, right?" And um, didn't like wasn't planning on doing this long term, and we're just having so much like a, just a blast. And then also just like this this community in general, like all I'm so excited. I'm trying not to be stressed because it's our event, but like just I'm trying to just be present and enjoy because I love the people in this community so much because they're so passionate. Yeah. Right. And it's so cool. Like thinking back to even to like y'all's thing and we did at Nape, you know, and everybody in the bar, it was like the best party ever because yeah. I could just I'd talk to you and I could turn around and like talk to 20 other people that I know. Like all buddies. Yeah. You know, like that, we all really know each nice. other in this space. Yeah, like it is, it's a really, really neat thing that we have going here where most of us that have, that have come inside of this table, like all know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, it is really. That's like, I don't think people like realize how rare that is. Like, that doesn't happen in other like communities. And it also, I think, it's good for when we are talking to people we know because you have it, it, a lot easier rapport. And, of course. And so then it kind of, it's more like when people do watch it that might not be in there quite yet. Like, it's, it's attractive, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, everybody's cool and nice and kind. And, and really, we are. Yeah. Like, everybody in the whole space is really kind good people and i love it like that that's honestly one of the reasons i i don't think i could get out is that i've enjoyed just getting to know so many people in the space and and just good like-minded like kind people and and purpose-driven and purpose-driven yeah right you know the fact that we have been able to find a job that aligns with the future of humanity Mm. that aligns with our purpose i mean when you can hit that Venn diagram where you can just hit it right in the middle and you find other people that ha- yeah. also have that satisfaction where they have also found something that they can just dedicate their lives to. I mean, I, I feel yeah, like we're awesome just so lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah. I say that all the time. I feel so blessed and lucky that I'm getting to do what I get to do. You know, I, I've made up my own job, really. And like, <laughs> you have too, you know, and you have too. Like, we're all kind of just making our life be what we want it to be which is kind of a sovereign aspect of like what we've made our lives now which also goes back to bitcoin and it's just kind of this i think when you have something like bitcoin that is all about kind of sovereignty and like giving freedom. power back to people and freedom yeah then it attracts people that have that and like-minded people get along so in it but it builds this kind of crescendo and it, it, you know it's it's awesome how, how long before there's like an official church of Bitcoin? Oh, <laughs> I, I just want to first be like, Bitcoin church. Yeah, I want to be like a deacon or something. Yeah. There, you know? And yeah. Satoshi said, "Yes, <laughs> there will be." There's and, not. There's, that's going to happen. And first hash rate three sixteen. <laughs> yes, there will be. That's one hundred percent going to happen. We should, we should make a sci-fi of like Bitcoin two hundred and fifty years in the no, future, no. and it's like the church of Satoshi. That's we all. Do we that. should do that. And we should make shirts too. Satoshi yeah. three sixteen. That's a kind oh, of sacrilegious. Man. I better not do that. My grandma. She'd be mad at me, but yeah. we're going to we're going to hell. But we're going to Bitcoin heaven. <laughs> we're going to Bitcoin hell. heaven. That's all that matters. Well, well thank I, you for thank coming. you again. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you amazing. for having me, and I'm excited about Empower. Yeah, it's going to be a great there. time. Well, guys, hey, if you like the show, uh, take two seconds, forward it to all your colleagues, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your kids. Leave us a rating review. Catch you guys in the next episode.